morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, July 25th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we get into our text from John's Gospel, let's begin with prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, as we come to you in the chaos of our lives, we know one of the ways to focus on you, to center ourselves, is to come with gratitude. Gratitude with the rain that falls from the sky. Gratitude with the love of your presence in our lives. Gratitude for every waking breath. May we go through our day with hope and gratitude. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, listen to the story from the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, verses 25 through 40. When the crowd found Jesus on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me. And anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, how are you, and what is the last best thing you've seen in the church? I am good. It is um, while we're recording this, which will be a full week um, before people hear it. It's like rainy outside and gross. And then tomorrow there's like a heat warning because it could get up to 100 degrees. So, I mean, I think I'm just 
a little disgusted about that. Um, luckily, the air conditioning is my office is fixed. So, like, while that's going out on outside, I have a sweater on and, like, pants <laughs> in my office. I'm good. We went to Top Golf yesterday together as a staff, and that was a lot of fun. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I should have All the same. I was, so, I, was so, I was doing such a good job of listening. I'm going to compliment myself that I forgot to think of what was coming next for me. How are you? Um, uh-huh. That was uh, the question. That, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I am... Uh, getting excited to go on some study leave and go back to uh, Princeton and go to the library and just sit and read books um, and and meet up with with a few professors and pick their brains, which are smarter than mine. So I'm very looking forward to that. That is one of the very best things about our job is Mm -hmm. that we get paid to study. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. That's the best. Yeah. Absolutely the best. Uh, But to our our scripture... uh, where can you locate us in John's gospel? What's going on? Um, I kind of just want to say I don't know because I've just like <laughs> said we're big studiers. And... <laughs> anyway, okay, so here's where we are in John's gospel. Um, John's book is called the Book of Signs and Wonders. Um, John, the author of the gospel, tells us that he is writing everything so that we may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And so what we've seen are a lot of those signs and wonders. Jesus has met the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well, and he has told her that he is living water. He has healed both on the Sabbath, which is controversial, and healed someone who wasn't a part of the faith community, a Gentile. We've had just before this the feeding of the 5,000, and Jesus has walked on water. And so by the time we get to this, There is a group, a crowd, people who have kind of seen all this stuff from a distance who are following Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And they want to know, um, you know, who he is really and and what he is doing. Um, And we notice a few things. First is that they address him as rabbi. It's interesting to note that because he's done all these incredible things, but they still just see him as a a teacher, right? They Mm -hmm. don't recognize divinity before them. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jesus does this thing he does over and over again in John's gospel, which is he's talking about bread. And it sounds like he's talking about kind of this material thing of like bread and eating, but he's really talking about spiritual hunger. Mm -hmm. And so the people before him basically are saying, look, we follow mosaic law because that's who gave us manna in the wilderness and jesus reminds them that actually it was god who did all of that and i am i don't know i'm constantly amazed at how in john's gospel in particular if you can just make the leap to believing that jesus is the son of god that it'll change everything that that will then you can't both acknowledge that yes this is the messiah and then be like eh but big deal so (laughs) That's just a little bit of it. What do you um, see in this passage? Yeah, what I love, what I love about Jesus is... I know, he'd be great. <laughs> a couple of things. He's a left changer. Uh, um, is, is his ability to do what I think uh, I'm always strying, t- striving to do in a church um, is he is connecting and honoring um, a tradition and something that people know 
and then trying to move to the next step of of, of, of pushing move, them a little pu- pushing them a little of, of he's he is acknowledging uh as you said the mosaic law of manna he's, he's, he's acknowledging these things that people know it's part of their faith it's something that they hold dear and he's like let's take that and then move a little bit further uh and and then he does it in the same way as you talked about earlier of so beautifully of of taking something physical and then on what does it mean uh in a spiritual sense so taking something we know and we can see even in these signs it's something physical as humans we we like to see things we like to know and then taking that and then asking the question what does this mean on a different level what does this mean in a deeper sense um i was thinking about this in in my prayer of gratitude of you know uh when we look at the signs around us, when we look at, um, again, something as incredible and majestic as the rain, which may leave us melancholic in some ways, but then the growth that happens afterwards, um, it's, it's almost looking at something with a spiritually poetic eye um, of, of how can we understand something that may seem ordinary, uh, that we see every day, but there is such life and truth in who God is and all of those things that, that is uh, transforming us, uh, whether we realize it or not. Yeah, there's this thing, I think, for the people who, the Jews who are listening to this, they believed that the law would give them life. That the law was life-giving. If only they could follow it, their life would be richer and fuller. And Jesus is saying, actually, it's believing in who I am that will actually give you this fullness of life. And, you know, when he says, I am the bread of life, he's not making a statement about who he is. He's making a statement about what he does. Mm. He nourishes. Mm. He sustains. He supports. He gives life. Um, In the same way that I think when he says, I am the son of man, he's not telling them the title. He's telling them, I am what you have been looking for, this fullness of God that you've expected and is now in front of you and you can't see. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, when you were talking about how he pushes people a bit, it's the old thing of he accepts us just as we are and he loves us enough not to leave us that way, Mm -hmm. but to call us into a bit better of a being than we were before. Absolutely. And, you know, um, you know, the law is what they had. It was given to them by God. Uh, and, and, um, and during the Roman occupation during the Maccabean time, uh, where there was, um, oh no, what's the, what's the word where, um, Hellenization was happening and uh, and kind Becoming of more Greek. local local cultures were being destroyed in a lot of ways that they held on to the law and it was their identity and who they were. And Jesus says, you know, that's that's that was fine. Uh, that was great. You held on to that. And that's but that can't be it. Uh, there has to be more. Um, and I think how often in the church have we hold on to things that we needed to at a certain point that it was it was life giving at that moment. It was life sustaining uh, at that point in our culture, but then it's like, well, what, what could Christ be doing new now? Um, uh, not that we totally throw that away, but how can that transform? Uh, and how can we transform? And I think both of those things are scary. It is scary to be called to be something more than you are. And it is scary to not have control over what that's going to be. 
Absolutely. Um, but I have found that in both of those situations, what God has called out has been more beautiful than what I could have imagined. All right, friends, with that, we'll end with a quote from the author Marty Rubin, who has written, The most important truths are those which sustain us in our daily lives. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday with a passage from Romans. Now may each of you go out to love, to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.